0: Hello, beautiful souls. And welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. Today's guest is extraordinary. Judy V is here. And at the age of 15, she had the first of a number of extraordinary extraordinary Transcendent Experiences. Today, she is an international best-selling author, award-winning entrepreneur, speaker, the co-founder of Tribe of Traders, and creator of Trilogy of Transformation and the Attuned to Prosperity brand. She is also the very first coach to ever bring her practice to the online space. It is such an honor to have you here today, Judy. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. It's so good to be here, Kelly.
0: Thank you. I love the most when my guests tell me their story so there's your accolades that i put out there but i would love (laughs) for you to introduce yourself and take us on the journey of your life it's a pretty extraordinary one in the realm of self-love because we could go in so many realms you have many many stories to tell yo yes i
1: do so um I think you could say that what I would love to start with, there's a lot of things that I've done and achieved and stuff like that. But um, what I can say is that it was not predictable that I would create any of that. Um, You know, predictably, it was that my life would be one of um, trauma, continued trauma, continuing the cycle of trauma, and, um, and suffering and and also poverty um so why why did i why was it predictable and why did i break the pattern of predictability um and as you said it was largely down to the um sort of out of body transcendent experience that i had at about 14 15 years old uh, which was the first of many conscious ones i had now what triggered that is important to understand is that i was Pretty much, I was locked up until uh, from about the age of three until I escaped in my early 20s um, and used as a slave and um, tortured and drugged for all of that time. So not educated, not gone to school, not socialized, lived a very alone life. Um, and the periods of torture were long and um, hours long. They were overwhelmingly torturous and like many people like near-death experiences that you you get to a point and a lot of people have these when they're at a at a breaking point have these sort of -of out-of-body experiences or near-death experiences and i had one at the age of 15 um 14 or 15 and what what triggered it was it had been a night of the most 10 hours or so of the most horrendous torture um and I remember walking into the bathroom. Um, it was early morning, about seven thereabouts. It was wintery, like November in Dublin, Ireland. And uh, um, I remember walking in. I felt like nothing. I felt like I was no one. I I lived only because my heart beat. I felt like a piece of meat. I felt irrelevant. I felt nothing, nothing. Nothing after years of meaning nothing, doing nothing, you know, that's inevitable. So I remember this particular day walking into the bathroom, heading over to the hand basin, and, and being like the mirror at the hand basin, looking at myself and almost feeling like, oh, <laughs> there's me. <laughs> it was like I've seen myself for the first time. And it, Obviously, it wasn't the first time, but it felt like the first time. But this time it was a bit different, and I was drawn to my eyes, and um, and I look was looking at my eyes, and look leaned in to look into my eyes, into the mirror, and it was like as if I was putting my arm in, hand in through my arm, through my eyes, and reaching into something in my solar plexus, and I grabbed something. It was, it was physical in my solar plexus and for many years after that i called it my something just my soul my spirit and i grabbed it i didn't know what else i had no i wasn't articulate i had no education i don't know what else so for years i called it my something and in that next moment it was like as if i was seeing beyond the physical form i seen beyond the the hollow face, the the bruises on my face, the blood on my lips, the threadbare, thin, torn nightgown. And in that next moment of grabbing my something, I, f- I was sort of outside, outside in, in the, in the outside, in, in the, in the rain and the gray and, and I, I just remember the most overwhelming sense of oneness with everything. It was a release. It was the most extraordinary release, one with everything, one with the rain, one with the leaves on the trees, one with the, I could hear grass being cut in the distance, one with just the universe. And it was, I wasn't cold. And I remember that I wasn't cold, I wasn't uncomfortable. It was just a oneness an expansive feeling of oneness. And then next thing, I'll never forget the most extraordinary feeling um, wrapped around me um, that I had never had before. It was like it was like 101 beautifully warm, soft rugs around me. It was just the most amazing feeling. I didn't know what it was. And I, I just sort of sunk into this feeling as I looked up and I could see me looking at myself in the mirror, this small skinny girl. And in that moment, I saw myself is this what I was feeling projected onto the person, the human. And I realized it was love. It was pure, divine, extraordinary love that I had never felt before. And it was beautiful. It was healing love. And in that moment, I healed, healed for the wounds that I was experienced and I had then, and the wounds that I had had for the years leading up to it. It was the most amazing experience. It's still, all these years later, it still touches my soul. And it healed my wounds for the wounds to come as well. But more than that, it was, what i experienced was not just love but compassion and empathy for those who were torturing me that was the extraordinary thing as well that i didn't understand for many many years later till many years later and i during that time you're know, in that and embodied and ensconced in that comfort of love and warmth i could see my life in many different forms. I could see that this was not my life. I could see that my life was gonna be something completely different. I could see that there was nothing I couldn't do or have or be. I could see that there was nothing that I wouldn't feel empowered to go for. And I could I could see it not so much necessarily visually, not three dimensionally, mm-hmm. but I could see it, experience it. And um, and I knew that I would get away. I knew I would escape. I knew I would get away and I knew I would create an extraordinary life. So when I eventually came back into my body, which felt like hours, but I think it was just for minutes, I walked out of that bathroom, a very different girl that walked in. By the time I walked away from the ham basin to the door, I knew that I would escape and I would get a job. And this sounds crazy in merchant banking, stockbroking, oil and gas, or um, shipping. Why? I have no idea. I was uneducated. Okay. I don't know. But that was what I had. I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that I would get a job. I would escape, and I would get a job in one of those areas. And and I didn't know, had no idea what merchant banking was. I had no idea what stockbroking was. Um, but I knew I would get it in one of those areas. I knew that. Um, looking back in it now, I understand. It was. I was. We were one of the things that i forgot to say was that i was living in poverty you know i was living you know there were times days when i wouldn't eat and sometimes resorting to dog food so it was i was living in poverty so um understanding how money how world goes around how the money works and how to live an abundant prosperous life was obviously something that i desired mm-hmm. um and I saw this as a a way, these jobs as a way to to getting it. Um, So I spent the next few years locked up. It took me another five or six years to escape. And this is important because... When you have that experience, that out-of-body experience, when you see that oneness with the universe, you experience time very differently. Because what we understand is the linear perspective on time, which is the handbrake often in our life to creating our dreams, is is an illusion. But when you understand that everything happens in perfect timing, that everything happens in space time, it, it, it changes your perspective. On things, so for me, I understood I would escape. I trusted it. I knew it. There was no doubt. I never doubted it. I knew the right time would come. And the, with that awareness, you lose the attachment to when. Mm-hmm. So that that's the important part. And 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 we are wise in our life to understand that is this what? Well, that's the one. This is a source of massive suffering for so many people because we want it now. We want it now now right so i lost that attachment to the time i didn't have that attachment at the time so what i did was then started preparing myself so i educated myself in those years between the time of that experience and i'm escaping i taught myself about business i read everything i could now this was in the late 80s early 90s right this is like before internet
0: yeah
1: right so i taught myself everything i could about economics about business about how the world goes around, the history of economics, the history of money, the history of wealth. I studied as much as I could, but first of all, starting to teach, started off teaching myself how to read and write, then on to the, um, understanding economics. And then one day, the day came and I was able to escape. And I held the vision. I knew what I would get. I knew the work, and it. I had. I didn't apply any meaning to it. I don't have a degree. I don't have. I don't know how to turn on a computer. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. No, there was no meaning attached to it. I just had trust and faith that that was going to happen, and I escaped in the middle of the night. Again, it was November. It was in November, and I left. I had to leave the country. So I left and I landed at eight o'clock at night in London, knowing no one with nothing or not quite nothing. I had a small bag with a couple of old pieces of clothes, a copy of Wuthering Heights and a painting that I had done of my cat. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs)
1: That was it, that's all I had, nothing else. And um, within a week, I had a job as a trading accountant on an oil and gas trading floor, earning six figures within one week. And it just went from there and from there for years after that there was nothing i i just went from one adventure to a next adventure to a next adventure uh, to the next thing and it just living in pure potentiality pure possibility because i trusted and believed that there was there was nothing i couldn't achieve nothing i couldn't do no or can't or what if it fails never was in my sphere of reality at all um even though after 10 months in this job i was fired right not because i couldn't do my job i could do it but i wasn't a conformist because my something was something i held on to and i followed that above all else our job is to believe in ourselves more than anything else the moment we stop believing in ourselves, we stop believing in the universe because we're one with the universe and we don't believe something about ourselves. We don't believe in the universe. In my opinion, that is the source of our suffering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I believed that in what I in me. I believed in me more than what anyone else would say or think or do but I was also true to me and my soul. So obviously you can imagine that doesn't quite go down in a hierarchical situation of a corporate. That's correct. (laughs) So um, I was paid to go quietly. And as I walked out the door, I'm sure a few people then, gosh, she's gone. Anyway, so, and that happened four times over a period of f- about four or five years. Mm. I didn't apply a meaning to it. It was like, well, that's interesting. All right. It wasn't, I'm not good enough. It wasn't, yeah. I um, why does this happen to me? It wasn't anything. It's almost, you could like quite humorously look back at it and think, because each time I was paid handsomely to go quietly, it was a pattern, right? And um, you could look back at it and think, well, actually I made a career out of being fired, but anyway, <laughs> but. <laughs> but the 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 thing is I didn't apply meaning so I was able to get another job with great money and and it just yeah. was it is what it is yeah right I don't apply meaning about it still believed in me still trusted still understood had complete faith that I create whatever it is that I desire mm-hmm. and eventually the last time I got fired I do remember I was in Cape Town I was living in Cape Town by this time and I walked out the office with my bundle, my envelope uh, with the check I was being paid paid off with, and over to my car. And I remember the sun was beaming down, and I felt the sun on my face. And I remember looking up at Table Mountain and then just shaking my head and said, "This wasn't on the plan. I don't remember what now. <laughs> it's like yeah. I can't keep on doing this. I'm getting nowhere." And then, um, and then I just. I heard a voice in my head, do your thing, do your own thing. And this is long before the word entrepreneurship was a thing. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I'll do my thing. What thing? And I started Dial-A-Teddy. So that was the first business I ever had. And uh, what I learned in Dial-A-Teddy was not not so much about business, but what I learned in Dial-A-Teddy was about human behavior and human potential. Mm And that was the foundations of many, many more businesses to come. Um, and for years, um, I just lived in that zone of potentiality. And, and I know we all have the ability to access that. Yeah. Once we start believing in our ourself and also lose our attachment to the linear illusion of time, magic happens.
0: Your story is extraordinary on so many levels, you know, what you had to endure and then the hope and the knowing for better. And then the massive time and time and time again, being supported, wholeheartedly is just by the universe I mean just Mm. so extraordinary but you nailed it on the head there's no you don't make things mean anything whereas most of us struggle so much with the linear time with making things mean something about us with the patriarchal conditioning in our systems and corporate and school in all of these pieces that the moment we get to this moment in time where we're like this is not working let me dive deep and understand who i am there's years and decades and decades of unlearning yeah to be done to be able to tap into our intuition for you it's solar plexus for me it's sacral for you know depending on who we are and and our own individual knowing how we know how we tap into source that may look different sound different smell different be different but the the moment we trust ourselves and our inner knowing is the moment we become unstoppable and are able to detach and that's exactly what you're saying i always say self-love is a triangle if first you must learn to trust yourself then you build self-belief From there, you lead yourself, and the triangle becomes love.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Totally. Yeah, that is awesome. So, I think
0: um, each peak matters, right? It's like, where do you start? Do you, you're not going to take, you know, action on something you don't believe to be true. So, you can't start with belief until you learn to trust your knowing. And so they just they're like this big puzzle piece that when it comes together, everything is possible. Potentiality becomes a way of life. So I would love to hear, you know, now that you've walked many seasons of of still anchoring into that something, still anchoring into that inner knowing, still trusting in the process and now i mean you've been coaching for a long time how do you help you know people who have to decondition we have to remove all the old beliefs how what would you say to somebody who needed to learn how to trust themselves how to believe in themselves
1: okay the um awesome question the first thing is that um i i have a philosophy that any area of life you're not empowered you will be overpowered mm-hmm. if you're not empowered financially you can't be empowered in life because you' all your space and time is occupied in survival mechanisms so um, and apa- go what go what disallows you from being empowered in life is having things that you have applied meaning to that you've experienced that you've judged that you have perceptions on. And anything that you can't put your hand on your heart and say, I love it, thank you, I love you, thank you. I appreciate the experience, thank you. Anything that you can't do that, it runs you. You're overpowered. And that is the thing is that we all have those wounds and we all have those traumas, right? We all have them, not all of them, not everybody has been through experiences that I've been through, Um, but we've all had trauma we've all had wounds through how before we were cognitively aware what we were receiving has 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 been information into our psyche into our into our being that we've applied a judgment to a meaning to and that in itself has created wounds so any it doesn't have to be that you were beaten that you abused that you were had bad parents none of that we all have those wounds so whatever it is that you feel wounded by hurt by angry by um feeling that you want to forgive for whatever it is that is going to be stopping you from trusting yourself. That first pinnacle for you in that triangle, it's going to be stopping yourself from moving forward. So the first thing that to do is learn to love because I'm known as the challenge person. I love challenges. Challenges are my thing. They're my thing. So that's why my my work, also a Triangle, is called the Trilogy of Transformation. Mm -hmm. And there's three levels to the Trilogy of Transformation. The first level is charge or challenges. And this is where you start to look at every single challenge, wound, trauma, whatever it is that that you cannot put hand on heart and say, I love it. Thank you. We look at it and we learn to love it. Because every single challenge is an act of love, bar none. Mm -hmm. Um, the beauty is that there's not a lot of people that can say to me yeah but you don't understand oh yeah i can yeah (laughs) i seriously can all right um so um so not many people can get by me by saying you don't understand oh yeah i do right so um so we look at that too. you you charge that you see it you find it you mine it and see it for the act of love If I'm desiring something, if I set a goal or, or, or an intention for something, I, if I don't have challenge in pursuit of it, I look for a challenge. Challenges are an act of love more than, more than support. But yet in the human, what we do in society, we run from challenge and seek support. And all that does is it creates more polarity and takes us further away from our source. Right. So when we look at challenge and lean into challenge, embrace challenge, find the love in the challenge, accept the fact and trust the fact there is love in that challenge, even though we might not necessarily see it yet, when you actually lean into it, go through it, when you come out the other side, you take evolutionary leaps far greater than if you were just having support, 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 and you get to where you desire far quicker. So that's the first thing is like learning to love your challenges seeing the act of love in the challenge there's absolutely no mortal challenge you are not greater than and that does not serve you i have demonstrated that i have seen that in my life i have deep gratitude and appreciation for every single experience i've ever had mm. i get tears in my eyes for gratitude for those experiences and i've actually managed to tell them that as well so that's the first level then the next level is and it's interesting because the dial of teddy exemplifies perfectly the trilogy of transformation because the dial of teddy was the, like the first thing I thought of for creating a business out of or why dial teddy well I grew up without toys I grew up mm-hmm. without anything cuddly and nice so yeah. I thought, who wouldn't love teddies so I started a business with teddies and uh, and that is that is create from something that was a challenge that I had, something that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. So that's char- that was part of that. what I call charging your challenges. It's like, okay, so that gave me an opportunity to create a business from Teddy, something that I felt that I had missed, and now I had an opportunity to work with. And then capitalizing is the next level, is take that challenge, take the skills, the talents, and what you've learned, and the evolutionary leaps you've taken from learning to love what it is experienced capitalize on it, monetize it, capitalize it in any way you can. Because there's always because every one of our challenges are are an act of love and they support our mission in life they support our purpose in life they support our values in life they give us especially the challenges we have in younger life they give us our voids which we from which our values are created and the expression of our number one value is our purpose in life so that's what I call capitalizing your challenges and then you get to championing your challenges which is exemplifying what's possible for humanity creating paradigm shifts in perceptions in society and leading society leading being the leader and being led in life to creating a life that's the to the fullest extent of your potential that is fulfilling your mortal and soulful purpose in life that is leaving sand footprints in the sand and the sands of time that is that is that is the that trilogy of transformation managing to to navigate that in absolutely everything you experience is what will give you a a prosperous life of abundance, love, joy, and bliss.
0: Mm. Mm -mm. I could not. I mean, you summed it up way nicer than I would have, but I've always believed that the most difficult things that I've walked through and learned from and learned who I am in the process have always given me the opportunity to know myself deeper, mm. to collapse time on someone else's journey by sharing what I've learned, how I can help guide them, and then know that, that those experiences of pain, of hardship, of difficulty, of of trauma, I I needed to go through them in order to find my purpose on this earth just what I do now, you know? And so for anyone who's listening, who, who has not yet laid the footprints in the sand, you're walking through the pain. I, I need you to know that this is part of your purpose. It's part of your uncovering of your greatness, what you already have within and how you can lead people to their next evolution. I know it's hard. You know, difficulty is not something we ever want to be a part of. And yet in retrospect, in hindsight, we can always pull the lessons and say, I needed that. It's true.
1: It really is very, very true. Our um, challenges in life are, um, it, it, when we navigate through them, it allows us to hold the power and the energy of what we experience on the other side of that challenge. Mm. It's like, for example, wealth building. As you building wealth, and you're building wealth um, from a place that's authentic, that's from a place that's aligned, from a from a place that's in your power, you will. As you navigate that, you will experience support and challenge equally. And the extent of which you take that walk of duality, managing support and challenge, is the extent of which you will become in more and more energetically in your power to hold more and more wealth. Mm-hmm. And evidence of that is look at people who inherit wealth or who win lotteries and stuff. They're not in their power to hold wealth. You become more and more in your wealth, become more of the person you need to be to handle the power and the energy of that which you desire. The more you lean into your challenges, come to the other end, and um, having navigated your way through it and taken quantum leaps to the other side, there you're more and more in your power. And that is why it's an act of love. It's a gift from the universe.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always love when we get the opportunity to talk about how inherited, inherited money and or lottery wins often result in back to financial position you were in before, if not worse in bankruptcy, if not worse mm-hmm. and more difficult challenges in in, finan- in your finances. And it is exactly that. We must stretch ourselves to find our power what can you hold what can you walk with in duality and how can you hold your power in duality mm. say this all the time life is always going to present you with difficult seasons there will never come a point where you wake up and you go okay i think i can just coast through nothing bads ever going to happen no i'm never going to be sad i'm never going to hurt i'm never going to feel pain that's unrealistic to believe that on the other side of personal development on, you know, building the the deepest connection with yourself that you have, that you're still not going to experience difficult times. Who are you as you walk through them? Who are you as you build through them? Mm. That really is the question. And back to wealth, it's when you can navigate the duality of the stretch and you're pushing yourself not in a negative way, but you're stretching yourself and you're also navigating difficult seasons and you're finding your power and you're navigating and you're finding your power and you're navigating and you're doing this walk. That is when the universe says she can hold it all. Yeah. She can hold it all. And that is where we're able to build sustainability in business, sustainability in, You know our finances sustainability in our relationships depth love communication it's in the duality it's who you find what you uncover about yourself along the way at least that's been my experience yes yeah
1: and the thing is um the the more you seek support and try and endeavor to avoid challenge the more the universe will send you challenge in, order, in, a, in its attempt to bring you back into homeostasis, mm-hmm. back into balance. Um, and the more we seek a fantasy of a life without challenge, the the more the, the opposite we will attract in the opposite to try and bring us back into balance. We end up oscillating in polarity, highs and lows, highs and lows, which results in low emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. which re- results in stress, overwhelm, anxiety, and the low vibrational emotions being run by the low vibrational emotions of fear, shame, guilt, regret, loss, it, rather than the synthesized emotions of love, compassion, empathy, gratitude, and appreciation, which are the high the high emotional intelligence state to be in where you are in your power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is the walk of success, is that's the walk towards that way you take quantum leaps and the exponential steps collapsing time it towards that which you desire
0: beautiful 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 it is you know i don't even have to say that you're extraordinary i think i think you've embodied that you've recognized how magnificent you are in in all that you've done and i know that my people are going to want to be in your energy so where can they connect with you on socials and how can they enter your world what is a what is an opportunity to work with you at this point
1: okay um well they can come into my free group on facebook which is attuned to wealth um, because one of the things that I love about the work I do, attuned to prosperity, is about is a constant reminder for everyone to attune to abundance and prosperity. Society, by its very nature, um, encourages one to attuned to more lack (laughs) Mm -hmm. right um so my brand attuned to prosperity is a reminder for us all to choose prosperity as a state of being and that is the energy we become we then start to dwell in and that's what we start to attract and that's the energy we start to experience our life in so and one of the things that um And again, I think from that first experience of when I was about 15, when I just got this inspired idea to to look into or to get involved with like money and economics and business and understand how the world goes around, because one of the things is that I've come to understand is that we don't have money blocks. We don't have money issues. The world society seems to talk about money blocks and all that. No, we don't have those. We've got wounds. All money is, is a symptom mm. of our emotional coding and conditioning. That's all it is. It's a symptom. That's why, for me, money is the gift that keeps on giving. Because it is the measure of where you are on what I call the... the um the levels of consciousness. So I've developed this wealth thermometer, which is a quiz, which is a comprehensive quiz, which your, your listeners are most welcome to take, um, they, which will show you where you are on the levels of consciousness. And depending where you are, will have a direct correlation to the amount of net worth or money that you have Hmm. 100%. Wow. Your money, your wealth has a direct correlation to where you are on the levels of consciousness. In other words, how empowered you are in your power or how overpowered you are and low emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And when you start focusing on the inner work and it's beyond what some people's like, one person said to me the other day, oh, you mean the mindset work? No, 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 (laughs) no. I mean the soul set work. Mm the real work. That's where the real before it's in the mind, that's the work that we do in Attune to Prosperity. So before it comes into that into the mindset, we heal those wounds. So um, so what what when you when you when you when you heal those wounds, when you look at your being state, and what is impacting that being state, when you heal that, what you find is your, of, your level of consciousness rises to the point that you're embodying the synthesized emotions, love, compassion, empathy, gratitude, and appreciation, most of the time in your life, for everything in your life, and you will find that your wealth increases as you, your levels of consciousness increases. It can be no other way. As Einstein said, it's not philosophy, it's physics. It can be no other way. That's why money is the gift that keeps on giving. Because the more you're able to hold on to earn and grow, the more you are elevating in your, in your levels of consciousness, in your set, in, your, in your journey, inner journey to abundance and prosperity for being who you are. And money is merely a reflection. So our focus all the time on healing money wounds and fixing money blocks, all you're doing is you're putting a plaster on cancer yeah literally so that's the work that i do with people is that healing and what happens is people who work with me make a lot of money not because of the money but because of the person they become and the journey they take yeah. money flows naturally because and that's why the money is the gift that keeps on giving because the
0: more you do this work the more you're handsomely paid <laughs> it becomes the byproduct of who the person becomes, which I absolutely love. Um, I love the idea of, you know, again, we go back to your triangle and go back to my triangle. When you put all of that together, and you really start to understand the concept of of belief, the concept of self love, embodying a way of life, a love, a state of love, and healing. Money is a byproduct. Wealth is a byproduct. Success is a byproduct. extraordinary Extraordinary becomes the byproduct yes
1: absolutely an extraordinary life of love abundance prosperity bliss happiness Mm. is a byproduct whilst understanding that there will always be a balance of support and challenge Mm. and i welcome in challenge all the time because i know i take evolutionary leaps in my power when the more i lean into the challenge the thing is, that just before we wrap up, one of the things that I, I just wanted to clarify that when you're taking that walk and you're increase, up leveling your levels of conscious awareness, what happens is you, the quality and the type of challenges you experience change. This is important because when you're in the lower emotional intelligence, you're living in and dwelling in that energy. You're going to get the type of challenges that are that are potentially catastrophic, uncomfortable, but you know really, really will stretch you and really are uncomfortable. But the more you elevate out of that, and the more you're elevating those levels of consciousness towards the love, compassion, empathy, gratitude, appreciation, what actually happens is their type of challenges change. And because you think about it like this, because you're dwelling in abundant energy, in high frequency energy, What you do in that place is you are building essentially a bank balance and earning compound interest, which is what Einstein was really talking about. He wasn't necessarily talking about compound interest in money, he was talking about compound interest in your energetic bank balance. Mm -hmm. So when you do get a challenge, you're not, it's not catastrophic and it's something you have, you have got massive capacity to do, to address and navigate with. And it's like a minor blip on the scale. It's not catastrophic, it's not gonna knock you off course. It is a blip on the scale, but you're aware enough to understand, uh-uh, and you lean into it, you don't run away from it. Yeah. So it's a different type of challenge that you will experience. One that you are or more easily and readily will be able to see is on the way, not in the way. So very, it's a very distinct difference um, i just thought i that was quite important to to clarify that
0: i mean we're all just waiting for the link to take this this wealth (laughs) assessment here because this is (laughs) is wonderful i think it's a tangible way it takes you know the 3d human and then also the multi-dimensional spirit and it brings it to a tangible place where we can see it clearly And so, I mean, I know that I'm going to take it and I know that the listeners are going to take it. And I also know that I'm sure with, I'm with surety, they're going to be clicking on the button to join your group. Judy, thank you so much for being here. You're a gift to the world and you're a gift to the show. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Kelly. It was so wonderful to chat to you.
0: Thank you. And to our listeners, I hope you love yourself fiercely and fully today and every day. We'll see you on the next episode.